Identify the factors in assessing whether one or more forms of equity-based compensation are appropriate for a particular closely held corporation. When evaluating whether equity-based compensation is appropriate for an employer, there are a number of factors to consider. One is around stock valuation. Valuation is especially important when there is no public market for the securities. It's a concern when the program is established, when stock awards are granted to employees, and when employees dispose of the stock. The employer must decide on an appropriate valuation formula and will have to incur the expense of hiring an independent appraiser. Also, an equity-based program must have a mechanism for repurchasing stock. This is simple for publicly traded stock, but with a closely held corporation, the market is essentially an agreement by the corporation to repurchase the employee's equity interest at a formula price. Another consideration is whether awards should be based on some performance criteria, especially for employees whose responsibilities do not directly impact the bottom line. It may be more appropriate to have their equity compensation determined by matters that are within their control. Another consideration is the extent to which the employee is put at risk. For example, a direct purchase of stock by an employee generally results in economic risk to the employee to the extent of the purchase price, meaning that if the stock falls in value, the employee will suffer an economic loss. Other approaches can limit that risk. In an example is an employer who sells shares to the employee for $100 a share and at the same time agrees to repurchase the stock at the greater of its fair market value or the amount paid for the shares. The federal tax consequences of a particular equity-based compensation program are another important consideration. Most programs involve a trade-off between the employer and the employee. Generally, the employer cannot claim a tax deduction until the employee is taxed on the income that's realized. As a result, the employer generally prefers programs that permit a deduction as soon as possible, while the employees prefer tax deferral. When the corporate structure is something other than a C-corporation, there can be some impact on equity-based programs. For example, 2% owners in an S-corporation may find that many types of benefits will not be excluded from income, so tax deferral for them is not possible. Also, the award of stock to an employee of an LLC has tax consequences that differ in several material respects from a corporation. Now, there are also a number of legal and accounting factors that must be considered. First, the employer must evaluate whether the accounting treatment of a particular program is acceptable from a financial reporting standpoint. Second, state or federal law may require that certain forms of equity-based compensation receive stockholder approval. Third, to avoid the requirements of Part 1 of ERISA, equity-based arrangements should be designed to satisfy the top hat exemption. This means that the plan must be unfunded and be maintained primarily for a select group of management and or highly compensated employees. Now, there are a couple of other preliminary issues to consider. First, equity-based compensation does not have to be awarded under a formal plan or program, but it's almost always a good idea to do so. In a number of situations, the law requires shareholder approval, and having a formalized plan facilitates that process. It also helps communication with the executives. Second, at one time, equity-based compensation received favorable accounting treatment. This is no longer the case, and today an employer must realize that all forms of stock awards will have some accounting expense associated with them.